1: ask you to give us all around the world peace in our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. We want you to heal and remove everything that is causing stress, grief, and sorrow in our lives through our conversions. Please guide our path through life and make us uh, one with our enemies, that peace would reign throughout the world. We ask this in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Keep in your prayers today the all these countries that are at war, you know, this could explode um, very quickly across the world. Uh, it's Monday. I'm back. My mother is with us. Good morning, Mom. Good morning. What's new for you?
0: Oh, nothing much. Nice to have you back. Thank you. How are all your travels?
1: Good. Good, good, good. Um, very long. The, the flights are long and not fun, but, you know, it's one more thing you can offer up for souls. Um, the people are wonderful. The people in Denver were amazing. I uh, had a wonderful time with them. Fatima was amazing, although very wet and rainy and windy. But we had one really beautiful day that we got to go out and visit all the holy places where the angels appeared to the children, where Mary appeared to the children. Um, really extraordinary. Just such a grace time. Happy to be back, that your first though.
0: time? Was that your first yeah. time to
1: Fatima? It was my first time to Fatima. Uh, it
0: was a blessing.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, it's just so different than here, as m- most of these holy places are. <coughs> Excuse me. We stayed in a hotel called Domus Pachis, the the, ho- the house of prayer, house of peace. And uh, when you walk in the front door, the lobby, there's like an enormous, like, eight-foot statue of Our Lady holding the baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. And all throughout the hotel are Beautiful works of art, all Catholic, Christian works of art. Catholic, you would say, a lot of Our Lady, Uh, the saints, the angels. In every bedroom, there was crucifix and uh, a a Mm. painting of Our Lady, a painting of Jesus. Um, There was a chapel in the hotel that held 300 people and, uh, and had the Blessed Sacrament reserved there. So not your average hotel.
0: No, not at all.
1: But how so wonderful! When you wake up in the middle of the night, you can go down to the chapel and just spend time with the Lord. You know, you don't even you could just put on a. <laughs> I would put on more than a bathrobe if you go to the chapel, but <laughs> li- quite literally, I mean, you just throw a sweatshirt on and you're in the chapel in two minutes. So it was good. It's always it's mm. always good to when you feel like Jesus in your house.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Too bad the whole world is not like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to talk about Fatima going into the week, but I know you wanted to talk about something else today.
0: Uh, yes, um, I'm going to talk about tomorrow's gospel reading, which is from Luke, and it says, Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. So the question I have is, what does it mean to be ready, specifically battle-ready, Uh, And I would say it means being equipped, trained, and strong to engage an enemy. Battle-ready believers are prayer warriors trained in the weapons of spiritual warfare. And the reason I chose this is because we find ourselves right now in a spiritual war. It's a battle of good versus evil. Uh, It's so obvious now. It's not a battle, which it may seem, between the left versus the right or political. It's not... It's not those things. It's a war between good and evil. It's the children of light against the children of darkness. Um, when you watch the news, you can see the battle. People are hate-filled. All you have to do is look at their faces. Where is charity? Where is kindness? Um, it, it, we, it's, it, they're definitely... Uh, enemy is, the, the enemy does not take a vacation. He does not sleep. We're being fed lies every day. And we know they're lying, and they know that we know they're lying. But it continues, and everybody just continues with the lies. Uh, it, it, you know, it didn't used to be this way. Uh, decades ago, when there was a debate, a presidential debate, one person said one thing, and the other person agreed, even if it wasn't for their cause. And you knew that was the truth. Now, one person says one thing, and the other person says the opposite, and you really don't even know who's speaking the truth so we're living in a time of confusion a time of uh covid the quarantines the isolation the world is upside down it seems that way what's wrong is right and what's right is wrong and so it reminds me of ephesians 6 we're not contending against flesh and blood but against the principalities against the powers against the world rulers of this present darkness against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So we're in a battle for souls. That's what the devil is after. He's after souls. So be aware that that's what this is all about. And I would say that we are entrusted with the lives of our family members, the ones who have drifted from the church. And uh, doing their own thing. I hear from people all the time. And the, uh, people are all concerned about their loved ones. The ones who are drifting. And I would say, what would Monica do? Uh, St. Augustine's mother. I got that book called, What Would Monica Do? Well, Ma- we know what Monica did. She prayed and did sacrifices for her son, Augustine. And of course, uh, he came back and he became a doctor of the church. So her prayers were very efficacious. So the question is, how do I become battle ready? What do I do? Uh, You realize there's a problem and now what are you going to do? So um, our lady came and gave us the weapons. She sees the battle we're engaged in and she's providing the remedy. She's showing us the path to take at this time. Uh, There's a message from August 8th, 1985, 85, quite a long time ago. Dear children, today I call you, especially now, to advance against Satan by means of prayer. Satan wants to work still more now that you know he's at work. Dear children, put on the armor for battle, and with the rosary in your hand, defeat him. Thank you for having responded to my call. So Our Lady knows it's a battle, and she's giving us the means to put on the armor. Of course, she gave us the five little stones, which we talk about a lot. Uh, David defeated Goliath with five little stones in a slingshot. So, just to go over the prayer, uh, which is the rosary, the divine mercy chaplet, novenas, litanies, uh, the Eucharist. The church is so rich in her prayers. Uh, fasting. She calls us to pray, uh, to fast two days a week on bread and water if possible, but I would say to do some form of fasting two days a week. We are at war. Penance, do little sacrifices. The three children of Fatima responded to Our Lady's request for this. Conversion every day, we're not saints yet. We have to keep working on our holiness. Confession, Our Lady asks for monthly confession to keep our souls clean, to close the open doors of our sin areas. So there's a recent message that was just given this week to Ivan, one of the visionaries. He has apparitions every day. And in his apparition on the 20th of October, which was just three days ago, Our Lady gave these words. And then Ivan gave it out to the world. So Our Lady wants this message for everyone. Dear children, today I invite you to pray for peace. At this time, peace is threatened in a special way. And I ask you to renew fasting and prayer in your families and to encourage others to pray for peace. Dear children, I want you to understand the seriousness of the situation and that much of what will happen depends on your prayer and perseverance. Dear children, I am with you and I invite you to seriously start praying and fasting. Thank you for having responded to my call. Well, that's pretty clear. I mean, she pretty much spells it out. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's just as simple as can be, prayer and fasting, all of us. And she's talking about the seriousness of the situation and that the outcome is uncertain depending on our response. So we have a role to play here. And again, she mentioned seriously. I invite you to seriously start praying and fasting. Um, you know, when soldiers get called up to war, like the, like the war in Israel right now, The soldiers have been called in to fight. Uh, They have to give up being at home with their families and doing the things they normally do. It's a time of war. Things change. They have to train. They have to do different things now. They have to get ready. And, And that's what we're being called to do right now is to get ready. We're in a war, and we can't be doing the things we normally do. It's very serious. Souls are at stake. Our family members are at stake. And uh, our our lady too is calling us to uh, g- to get in the battle here. Any of your thoughts, Father?
1: Well, it's it's ironic that this this is the same message as Fatima. Yes. You know, this is what she. The first, the angel appears in um, the year before, 2016. Uh, the angel of peace, and he teaches the children how to pray. It was intercessory prayer. It was prayer to make reparation for the blasphemies against Jesus. It was prayer to console the heart of Jesus. And then there was a lot of penance, a lot of penance when the kids saw hell. And a lady said that the reason so many people are falling into hell is no one's praying for their conversion. That inspired the kids immediately. They had prayed and prayed and did such a hard penitence, penances that the angel had to come back and say, you've gone too far because, uh, you know, some of these penances are too too stern for children, so we back off on these. But that's, you know, the response of a little kid is just, I'll I'll do whatever it takes to make Our Lady happy. Um, we I don't feel like we have that as much anymore. People are more I concerned think, with themselves.
0: I think we have to become more childlike again. Uh, and Our Lady calls for that, too. And, yeah. and it's in the scriptures. If Unless you become as little children, you'll not enter the kingdom. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think just uh, praying for our loved ones that are away from the church. I mean, for me, as a mother and as a grandmother, the only thing that I really want for my family is to have their faith. Because I know if they have their faith, they can get through anything. And the, the only thing I can't really give them is their faith. They have to catch it themselves. And so, But you can pray for it. And so that that to me is the is the biggest thing to ask for is faith for our families. And it's yes. so hard to watch the ones that have drifted away and you know they're in the world and it's not going to go well.
1: No. No, the, the deception will get deeper and wider because there's just too many people that are not connected to God. So the great deception's coming. And will you be one that will be deceived? It says even the elect will be deceived. That's you know mm-hmm. bishops and priests and cardinals. So you got to be tied tight to to Jesus and Mary. Something else that impressed me so much with these kids, who you could say they were battle ready because they were ready for anything. Imagine this is a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old. They are uh, captured and taken to a jail and interrogated and lied to. And so they, they told them, if you don't tell us um, – that This is all made up in your head, you didn't really see anybody. Uh, then we're going to boil you in oil. Can you imagine telling a seven year old this? We're going to hang you from the rafters and dip you into the oil, inch by inch, scalding and melting your skin off your body. That what kind of de- depraved person comes up with that to tell to a child? So, uh, just uh, Francesco said, Uh, I don't care if we die, we go to heaven. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> These kids were so good, and then at one point, uh, Jacinta starts crying, and Francesco goes, "What's wrong? Are you afraid?" She says, "No, I'm not afraid, but Our Lady's about to appear, and we're not going to be there." So they were crying because they were missing the apparition, not because they were in jail and they were being threatened to be killed. Yes, yeah, very awesome, extraordinary, extraordinary. And
0: and you know, in Medjugorje, Our Lady says that Medjugorje is the fulfillment of Fatima because it wasn't fully fulfilled yet. So they are linked.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: So what can we do? Um, Areas that we can work on to get ourselves prepared and to put on our spiritual armor and also praying for our loved ones. So I would suggest that um, perhaps talking to God each day and getting his advice instead of doing things our own way. Uh, And i go back to Uh, There's a reading from Exodus chapter 14, verse 13. Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. So Moses was telling them, I mean, what would be your instinct was to get out of there and run for your lives. But he said, no, stand firm. God's going to do this. He's going to take care of it. And that's when he parted the Red Sea. So we can talk to the Lord every day and get his take on things and see what he wants us to do instead of doing our own thing and reacting to different things that come into our lives. Uh, so that God wants to talk to us. He wants, he wants us to do things his way. So if you spend time each day sitting in the presence of the Lord in quiet, you will start to hear his voice. Uh, so that would be a good thing to do. You could also work on a sin area. We always need to be doing that. Perhaps reading the Bible every day, uh, if you haven't, if you aren't already. Perhaps increasing your prayer time. You know, when soldiers are called up, they don't stick to the routine they had at home. They have to do more. And so in this time of spiritual war, we have to be doing more. Perhaps adding fasting. Fasting. If you're not already doing it, perhaps returning to confession, if it's been a while, perhaps adding penances every day, like the three children of Fatima did. Uh, St. Therese did 10 penances a day. So if you say, well, I can't think of any to do, you probably can if you think about it more. Uh, Perhaps making praise a part of your prayer time. Um, Praise drives the demons out. Uh, They can't stand it. They can't stand the sound of it. So, praise is a wonderful thing to do. Perhaps going to adoration each week or maybe going more often. You know, my mother, in the last four years of her life, spent a half hour every day on her knees in the chapel in adoration. And she did it for you, Father Dan, before you were a priest, when you were still living in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, my mother, fragile as she was at that point in time, still still had that she could do and the, the the fruits were very good. So we didn't ask for this fight but we find ourselves in it and uh, we just we really have to be aware that the, first of all that there's even a battle going on. I don't think a lot of people realize it. So our daily prayers fill us with strength and peace and we do want to be strong and we do want to be in peace. So we have to be vigilant in our daily practices. Uh, it's very easy to neglect the daily prayers that we do. But if we do that, it opens opens a door and the enemy will come right in. So, your um, you have any thoughts on this, Father?
1: Yes, I, uh, I think uh, it's we, the problem with the, the, the whole culture. This culture, we haven't had a, a real crisis in America um, here, you know, at home since really pearl harbor i mean 9 11 yes i acknowledge 9 11 but it was not a war you know it was not a world war and 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 we've gotten kind of i think we've gotten a little soft and complacent and the current uh, culture you know the the cancel culture and the culture that wants to just rage against everything um i was speaking with another priest recently about this if we were to have the draft institute, let's say something goes south with either Israel or Russia, and we need to uh, send troops, and they institute the draft, so everybody 17 years and old, uh, older, you know, to maybe 25 is going to be called up to go serve in the military. How do you think that's going to go over?
0: Well, they protest everything.
1: You know, I, I just uh, I don't see it happening. I see, I see people saying just, no, we're not, we're not, we don't, first of all, we don't like this country. That's what many of them say, and therefore we won't defend it, you know? And I would say, well, then you need to get out. You know, if we're going to, if we're in a situation with a war and you're living here, but you're not willing to defend the country, then I would say you're the enemy. You're, 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 if you, you can't have people among the people who are working against the country. But that's, I think, what would happen. I think most people would just boycott it and say, "I'm not doing it."
0: That's you kind know. of what we have. We have already.
1: Yes, we have but we, we don't have the us. we don't have the situation where they're being where, where the a, a draft would be a, a whole new concept for the everyone who's yeah. born after seventy. They, they they would some of them probably don't even know it. I bet you they're not even registering. I just think we're living in a very difficult time uh, that a lot of people are being deceived into thinking. That you know their opinion is the most important. Everybody else's is is worthless, and that's really not how it works. You know, it is a democratic republic, and just in the news, this I was watching the news last night. Uh, Again, there's a lot of these celebrities who are saying, you know, anti-Israel, anti-this, and then they say and and anti-America as well. And the reporter said, "So are you willing to leave?" And and the the celebrity said, "No, I'm not leaving." (laughs) <laughs> See they they understand why are hundreds of thousands of people crossing into this country if it's so awful. Yeah. Why are they why are they walking hundreds of miles across to get to our border if this is such an awful place? Clearly they're leaving awful places, you know, but it's a very convoluted argument and and it and there's no logic anymore people aren't rationally discussing things nobody gives somebody the time to make their their argument and their opinion remember when you used to be able to do that yeah like the presidential debates back you know go back to the reagan years um i remember that ronald made a funny joke about his age cuz the the one he was debating made a comment about age and he he turned it upside down and he said well i won't let your your um your lack of experience be a, be a problem for this debate, you know, but that was as, that was as uncivil as it got, you know, it would be just a, a kind little joke, but they didn't interrupt each other. They didn't scream at each other. They didn't call each other names. They didn't talk over each other. And, you know, it's a disservice to the the public when we can't even listen to the answer because everybody's screaming at everybody. And it's not just in politics. It's really in everything. When you go online and you look at discussions, it's so angry. There's such a rage happening. And and people, I don't know how that's going to get fixed except by the grace of God. But again, if you're not praying, your heart's not going to be changed. That's the bottom line.
0: Well, like I said in the beginning, just look at the faces of the people who are screaming. They really look demonic. Their faces are twisted in hate. Uh, It's really a time we've not seen before.
1: No, absolutely not. And then you go to this conference in Denver and you see all the people who are praying, who are going to adoration every day, who are praying the rosary every day. These are the happiest people in the world. There's just joy emanating out of them, fully lit up. That's why we have to go to
0: more of these things to,
1: to keep that alive in ourselves. Yeah, otherwise you'd think that the whole world was crazy.
0: Yeah, and, and the good is always quiet. The, the bad is always very loud. The good is quiet, but Our Lady has an army out there. You just can't see it yet.
1: She does, and, and it's growing. I can tell you that from all the places I go. Uh, the Blue Army, they call her. It's growing. and um, And it's powerful because they do pray. Yeah, and they and they offer up their their lives for the conversion of poor souls, poor sinners. So, you know, the, the, there is good, but you're, as you said, it's really not. It's not highlighted, nor is it um, broadcast on the networks. They don't. No, they don't, they don't, don't really want, want us, you to know. They don't want us to know. They don't want and, us and to also, know.
0: And also, Our Lady encourages us to wear and carry sacramentals, holy water, scapulas, rosaries, medals. It's another way to protect ourselves from all the evil that's around us. So you know we have to we have to be like soldiers, put on our armor and uh, keep the prayer going. Yeah uh, the battle belongs to the Lord. We're his soldiers. He's in charge. And when things look really bad, remember, God's got a plan. He sent Our lady to implement it, so it, he's got it covered.
1: Yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to go into Fatima in some detail. It's it's, it's actually a spirituality. It, it's, it's called the spirituality of Fatima. It's an extraordinary gift to the world. Uh, and and isn't it wonderful that it's given to us from children? You know, it's, it, it is the charism of the Lamb, the Lamb of God. But, you know, to have it come to you from children who are really mastering the art of this of this way of um, praying and, and and doing penance. Uh, it really blew me and all the priests. There's like probably 60 priests there at this conference. And we were just amazed. And we had the postulator, the woman, the nun who was in charge of uh, bringing the whole case to the Vatican. So she, this is somebody who probably knew more about these kids than their own parents. And boy, was it powerful when you heard about the, the lives of these three children. That's all the time we have today. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, Thank you, Mom. You're welcome. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Dan signing out.